You're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. And over the past couple months, obviously, as all of us, we are all going through this pandemic together. And uh, as we saw uh, several months ago, certainly the hospitality and travel industry has come to a halt. But now across and around the world, we're seeing a lot of businesses reopen. So through the next series of interviews I'm doing, I have actually called on my very, very dear friends around the world, and I'm asking them to share their experiences. Because what I really find is that what people are doing in other countries and in other cities, we can learn so much from that. Even if it's just to learn that we are so similar, but again, it's such an exciting time that we're really able to kind of go across traditional boundaries and connect with individuals outside of that. So, With that being said, and with no further ado, I am excited to welcome my dear friend, and I would say concierge colleague, uh, Klaus Helt, who is a concierge in Barcelona at the Mandarin Oriental. Klaus. Yeah, that's me. Say hello. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pleased to be here, as you can imagine, with Sarah. And on the show, I feel like a celebrity now. It's in the podcast. No, I like this. So yes. Here with it today. <laughs> so, um, some backstory. So, Klaus and I are both within the concierge uh, organization called Le Claydor, which is the gold keys of concierge. And uh, we really only met for the first time last year in Cannes, right? Indeed, dancing. Yes, yeah, dancing, of course. As, as much as I like to say that I have amazing dance moves, I think Klaus has me beat in regards to that. You are, you are quite <laughs> the dancer. I mean, but we're not going to judge by my couch dancing, which has been all I've done in the middle of quarantine. But aside from that. So that yesterday. Yeah, so that yesterday. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. So, um, so what I, again, Klaus and I have been talking quite a bit throughout this whole pandemic. And so it's just been really interesting to hear. And so, uh, you know, class. I, I would love for you to share a little bit of what your experience has been like, because, you know, I've said this before, but I think so much of the news that we see and the information that we have access to is really only about what's going on right around us. And I think it's just so important to hear what's happening in other places. So um, being that you're based in Barcelona, and uh, it definitely was one of the hardest hit destinations can you talk about what the experience was like just even from the beginning you know how quick things were to shut down and also talk about some of like the the measures that the requirements that you guys had because it seemed far more strict than it was in the united states well actually if we go back to the very beginning of the pandemic before even hit it was a weird sensation it was like no, no, this is not going to happen. This is not going to get Spain. This is, yeah, it's far away from here. Even though it was starting in Italy, it was like, we were like, yeah, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Even though it's like, mine for me was a really uh, important moment because I was about to do one of the longest trips for three weeks out. And it was my first one longer trip, so Cambodia and Bali. So my colleague from Bali said, in Cambodia said, no, 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 it's okay, don't worry, you don't have to cancel anything, you'll be troubling, no issue at all. And as closer as we get to the 
second week of March, things changed. Mm. Started to be problematic and, and a lot of numbers and people were afraid of going out. The craziness of the toilet paper started and we were like, okay, all right, something is happening here. So the Friday 13, actually Friday 13 was my last day at work. Mine too. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know. We hoped that we were going to go back the following day because I was off. And on Monday, that normally we were supposed to go back. They said, guys, we're shutting down. And we, I never came back. Uh, we only went that week for signing papers. And the two, yeah, more seven to 10 days after that Friday the 13th, the um, executive committee of the hotel was working to somehow shut down definitely the hotel. So wow. no one at the very beginning knew that this was going to be that massive. And they hope they hope that they were not going to suffer that much. And they would can just like call on their standby for a few people, five members uh, of the team doing five different jobs at the same time. And that's it. But they had to finally close. We open up uh, WhatsApp groups with the syndicate here of workers. So we have connected and have all the information of the, from the hotel because luckily for us here in, in, in Spain, the state, the government somehow pays us out of the salary. Mm -hmm. Instead of paying the 70%, it pays us the 70%. Mm. And that's, that's really important. And also the good thing is also the hotel is doing a great effort paying us 10% more. So we have 80% of our salary um, nice. while we're not working. So that makes a lot of tranquility for a lot of people. I know the members of my family, not my family, my, well, my hotel is my family, but <laughs> my friends of the family here and there, they, they, they have a friend, they have kids, they have other related that need to take care. So 80% is not enough. So they have to see what, how this is evolving and they want to go back to, the, to, the, to work. But again, as related to the question you asked me, the measures were high. I mean, they said, guys, no one moves. No one goes out. You cannot move. I mean, if you go out, you spread the virus. Yeah. So in my case, I had to take it really seriously because my father is 68 right now. Mm -hmm. And he's like Santa Claus, big, white beard. And if he gets it, if he gets the virus, he will not count. I mean, he will not say hi the following day. So I had to control myself. The good thing is I leave right on the part well, right behind. So I have the whole forest and antiseptics, cleaning, masks, not talking to people. All of the um, supermarket thing and grocery, I asked to deliver to, the, to my place and not even getting into my place. So sometimes they just pass me everything through the window or they drop it at the door. Wow. So I can clean a few things because I have to, yeah, we have to be aware of the situation. And also at that moment was a lot of information, but nothing clear. Correct. So uh, we had to take some measures according to the evolution of the virus and adapting ourselves to that. So that's what we have to do. A um, couple of months after, situation went like that, Mom, numbers were higher, the people were scared. But apart, besides the idea that no one goes out, don't move, the people got things right. And, and we can share that after. But I got a few friends that uh, take it that really an advantage and then have it enjoyed to the rest of the people. So. Yeah. Well, and you, you bring up a good point because I know as we were talking, 
you know, there were just certain things that you couldn't do. So, I mean, I would go on my daily runs and that wasn't even an option for you. Oh, no. At the beginning. Yeah, exactly. You're like, no, which is, no way. which is crazy. But I also feel like a lot of, because of those measures that definitely has impacted in essence, the success rate as far as how Spain has navigated their numbers and, and the virus, which by the way, I still feel like people are still trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And, and, and the, the hospitals, they, the, the first wave they received, they were like, what? What's going on here? They were not able to do it. They were overbooked. Families. Um, another thing, my, fam- my father was in a residence right before. Yeah. He got out of the residence for a good reason because he was feeling better to go back to my place right before the pandemic. <laughs> so he was a lucky guy because the same floor a month after was all shut down. Wow. Same floor was shut down. There were all people there, of course, and they needed some treatment. And they, they, the families couldn't go in. Not even almost the, the nurses or, or doctors that were like really out of control. No one had the measures. No one had the equipment. The hospital suffers a lot because the state at the beginning was not ready for this. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I, I, you had the impression that the state was dreaming about it. It's like, yay, now, no, we're okay. We're okay. No, nothing's going to happen. And, and, it, and it hit. Yeah. And it's and that that's I think is the other thing you know you mentioned and I know the same was here is how quickly it happened like we kind of heard it was going on and I know you and I were even on you know calls ahead of this you know ahead of time just because we both are on you know the education and training committee for Lake Claydor and so we were on conference calls and just hearing everybody on the call it's like oh yeah there's this coronavirus but it'll if no, it's not that serious. And then how quickly all of a sudden it was like a domino effect. Like, da, 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 da. oh my gosh, wow, we're here. And we had to really like f- deal with it. So you bring up the fact that you're obviously your hotel has been closed. Uh, quick question. How many rooms does your hotel have? 120, 21. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's a, it's a good size. So, yeah. um, and, um, you know, being in the, in the hotel industry and hospitality, a lot of us, even if hotels didn't close, um, the ones that uh, did remain open, they maybe had to have a lot of people, they don't, they either let them go or didn't have them come in. So a lot of people have been kind of struggling. They're like, okay, well, what do I do with all this time? Do I just sit and watch Netflix all day? I don't know. So, um, but what I love is that with you, you and I have talked again so much throughout this and we have the same sort of mindset and outlook to just to be productive and to find the good in certain situations. So with that, um, what helpful things did you find that were, what were you doing? What helpful things were you doing while the hotel was closed to kind of just keep yourself on your toes or inspired or in a good mood? Well, one of the really good things and one of the first thing I did, it was like, all right, now that this is happening, and knowing the evolution of different months and, and studying a little bit of what happened in China, of course, comparing measures and sizes, but it was like, this is going to go for a long time. Mm-hmm. And what I mean a long time, I think, I think uh, my mind was, I don't know why, but I switched it and I said, my mind's going to be like two months for sure, we're going to be at home. So what I did was um, I created a program myself uh, to say, 
all right, what I can do in two months without the pressure or without the obligation to go to work on my place, on my terms, and me taking care of myself. So I started my German classes back again, which is one of the languages I want to speak. I um, started again to the piano lessons. I'm, I'm more love into jazz and blues. And this is the hard part because they just digitalize a lot of weekly, weekly one. But yeah, also a calendar of training. I do a lot of yoga and also apart from training. So I get but in a better shape. So all of this, like my promise at two months, I for sure I can be focused on this. Mm -hmm. And that helped me go through. Also, I was able to remember one thing and invest in one thing that I've been doing, I haven't been doing for a lot of time with books. So I had a purchase of different recommendations, one of yours, of course, <laughs> yeah. different friends. And I bought a ton of books that I enjoyed. I'm halfway through. I have eight books. I've already uh, read it, four of them. And it's, this is inspirational. And I started to also clear my account. It's like, I know we know we are concierges. Sometimes we leave above our payment because we have tips. So I decided to say, this is over. I need to be better economical um, organized, let's yeah. say. Yeah. And, and so help me. It's so like, what actually I need? And what is an extra luxury thing that you want to get because you want to? Mm -hmm. So that's that was a really, really, really important thing. So it's like getting into into the ground and saying, you're here, you know you're going to be a lot of time, so don't be a lazy guy. Find balance, of course. Don't do anything. Yeah. And do something. And, for example, my balance was every lunch I watch at the – one of the biggest series I like, which is Big Bang Theory, uh -huh. Friends. Uh -huh. I saw all of them, Big Bang Theory for lunch, then also Friends. Now I'm starting How I Met Your Mother, but it's not that funny though. But yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I love that because you basically gave yourself structure. And I know for me at the beginning, I, d I struggled with a bit of, first of all, I was exhausted at the beginning. So for, the, I think the first two weeks, I was like, you know what? It's okay. You could sleep nine hours a night if you need to sleep nine hours a night. <laughs> now I'm not in that phase anymore because, you know, I, in essence, I caught up. You're a morning person. Well, naturally so, because I get to speak with people like you. So now I am a morning person, but uh, <laughs> it, it just, planning out your day and giving yourself sort of um, tasks and things to do. Once I found my purpose, that that made me just feel, it put me in the better headspace as far as how things were. Because, you know, as you said, you, you kind of knew you're like, well, at least I have like two months. But that's the whole thing is a lot of us don't know what that timeline is. So with, with that being said, when do you think you're going back to work? Or do you have any idea? Well, being honest, this is a short-term evolution advice notice. Let's say because people doesn't know what's going to happen at the end of the month. The only thing we know is going to be somehow back to normal, everything open, borders open at the end of the month. Let's say from this actually this Monday, mm -hmm. this following Monday. But we don't know what's going to be the evolution July, August. The hotel, my hotel, 70, 60% of the people are American. Mm -hmm. Guest, we are based to be the most expensive hotel in Barcelona. We 2017, I was, I think we was, we were the most expensive hotel in Spain. So the local people will not come. 
to stay with us at the hotel itself. We do have local people, yes, we do, but not it is not our highest target. Mm-hmm. So we are going to open July 15-ish, second week, the terrace. Mm-hmm. We're going to start working on that, on the hotel. And I think we'll not be back until September. Maybe before, it depends on what happens, but September will be, I think, the date. But, you know, it's interesting because, and obviously nobody's holding you to the date because there is so much that we don't know. But I actually commend you all for having that sort of timeline because I mean, even here in, you know, in Los Angeles, things are starting to open, you know, people are going out and there's this, but then I just get a, a friend sent me an article last night about how there's a whole second wave happening in Beijing in China. Now I don't oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy. So Again, and you know, I, I always have, I'm by no means a China expert, but I always have referred to China a lot during this just because, in essence, there's a similar timeline and they are ahead of us on the timeline by two months. So what we're seeing happen there is very possible as far as what's going to happen for us. And so, you know, I, I, yeah. what is going to happen? I mean, even here at the hotels, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to start having people in for the 4th of July, you know, the big, the big holiday and numbers might be up, but what is it going to be like in the middle of July? It's, it's crazy. Which, which surprised me, which actually surprised me with all the situation with George Floyd and Black Lives Matters manifestation is like, wow, that's a lot of people outside and together. It's a lot. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I mean, yes, a good number of people, you know, have been out. They've been trying to wear their masks. Yes, they are outside as well, too. And the plus side about being, you know, studies have shown if you're outside and it's moving air, fresh air that works in your favor to not, you know, as far as um, having the virus necessarily be on you, it would have to be a more concentrated amount. But then you have people yelling. And what happens when you yell, you spit, not intentionally. Yeah. So if they're not wearing their masks, it will be very interesting to, to see. So, uh, I mean, what, uh, obviously, you know, the timeline, it, it just kind of depends, but what changes are you seeing in hotels? Even if it's not your hotel, like other friends that might be working at other hotels, even if it's not in Barcelona, maybe it's in other parts of Spain. Um, are you, any changes that you're seeing in hotels, that, whether they're good or interesting? The biggest change will be the distance and the auto, auto protection of the employee, of the person who's working there besides the guest. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a lot of places that they do have a lot of glasses, plastics, protection, separation, with the guest, a lot of digitalizations and um, less contact uh, with the gas itself. So this is going to be the future on the, 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 on the few months uh, until at least we have a vaccine or something that will work on our side. So it's like maintaining distance. I don't know. It's like, it's funny to believe it's a thing to, to see the, actually it's funny to see the videos from the funny ones of uh, some restaurant terraces trying to surf from the distance and throwing the cup of coffee and the glass, and there you go. Like, this is going to be like that. If you, if you actually follow the rules, mm-hmm. because we're in Spain, we don't follow the rules, and that's why we all go delay on the evolution and the solution. <laughs> that's why we are going to, the end of the month, 
instead of being uh, before. Because we do whatever we want, and we go to the beaches, and we pull the beaches 80%, so the police have to shut it down because no one is taking care of distance <laughs> or training. Or, uh, oh, wow, runners. Oh, my God. And I, I haven't seen that many runners on the park well in my life. Oh, well, everybody's a runner now. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one who's not running. <laughs> No, but you're, but you're right. And it's, but it's interesting because you say that, but I also see a lot of similarities with us and in the United States in that it's like, we don't want to follow rules. Uh, our beach is closed too, because too many people were there crowding or even our places to go out and hiking. They're like, you can't stay distance. We're closing. And so, I mean, I think that's just kind of part of a little bit of human nature as well, too, is that we obviously understand rules, but at a certain point, we're like, I don't know yeah. if the rules apply to us. So you want to like, you know, get make the most out of it or, or see how you can work around it, you know, because we don't want the restriction. So I know it's it'll be interesting and hotels will definitely be interesting. Yeah, it's more of a awareness thing. People actually being conscious of, uh, of their actions towards others. Mm -hmm. The bad things I've seen this pandemic is a lot of ego. A lot of myself, my my person, my individual, and I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about anyone else. So and that's something that uh, causes delays and problems. So people should be thinking more on other shoes rather than just thinking on himself. Because you never know what your friends that you're with is going to go back to her place or his place, and he has a grandma, or he has a father, or whatever. Exactly. No, you bring up a great point. And that's, you know, I've said this from the beginning is that as far as if, it, if I get sick, it's like, it's on me. Okay, fine. I'll handle that. Uh, but what I didn't want and what was my driving force is the last thing I wanted was to be responsible for getting somebody else sick. I'm like, I can handle getting sick, uh, whatever, but or I don't want to cause somebody else to get sick because so many people have different, you know, like your dad, like even even my family, you know, they have so many different, whether they're pre-existing conditions, whether they're older, whether whatever it is. And, you know, that's the whole point is uh, the this is not a statistic that you want to be part of necessarily. No, if that makes no way. So like, I know that we and, and I love hearing from you on this because, again, you are so proactive and forward thinking. I love how you stayed so you know, active and gave yourself structure, you know, in this time off. But in coming back, a lot of things are changing at hotels. Obviously, we're talking about plexiglass, we're talking about other things. But what, and there's a lot of, you know, concierge or hospitality professionals that are worried. They're like, am I going to have a job? What will my job be like? How, how can I prove to my employer that I'm I'm worthy to have a job, you know, if they have to leave, if they have to fire some people, how do I ensure that I'm not one of those people that get fired? So do you have any recommendations for whether it's concierge or hospitality professionals, um, just in general, on how they can stay relevant moving forward? Well, one thing we need to take uh, in consideration is if it's a big company, no matter what you are, you know that you're a number. No matter what you do, if you're not in a higher situation, higher position, it may happen that you are not the number they want to go and come in. If you are in this that position, it's your time to evaluate your income. Your, it's your time to evaluate your job. It's your time to think about, well, do I want to continue that road? Do I want to continue working at that hotel or that type of job? 
Well, I prefer to find something else that gives me a lot of more guarantee. Do I want to stop a little bit, study, save money if you can, and do something different? So that's, that's a lot of effort for one person that you for sure you have to do. For those people that already know that they have the job and they are going to come back sooner or later, they might be worried about being sooner rather than later. So if you want to be there soon, what you can do is you need to prove yourself to the hotel, prove value to the hotel. You need to study what's going on, study in other companies, study in other brands, study in other countries, and gather all of the ideas that it could help improve the experience of the guest in the hotel. The, the guest, no matter us, the traveler, will be back to travel for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of security. It's a matter of the hotel letting me feel safe to be there. So in my case, concierge, what we need to do is we need to assure that this is going to happen, that the guests will come to the hotel, the measures of the hotel will be part of the exco community, whatever, not our job. Our job is, hey, guys, hi, welcome back, Mr. X, whatever. Good to see you here with us. I know you cannot see me because I'm wearing a mask, but I'm happy to have you here with us again. You need to make them feel that. And actually, it's a guest that wants to go back to the same restaurant every time he comes. So you know ahead of time that the restaurant is going to do so. It's going to take care of your guests. It's going to be healthy, clean, protected. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's lower tables, it's, that's a matter. So your job is to get ready with the people. You don't have to cover whole city. Barcelona is not such a big city. Just cover your vendors, regular vendors, mm-hmm. that you need to assure them. If you have to de- make the same recommendation over and over again, it's because the rest are not doing it. Mm-hmm. There are, the rest are not helping you cover that security Security you want to pass your, to your guest. Yeah. So take care of that. I mean, just like be aware of that. Help with the vendors. Help with the local. Mm-hmm. Focus on the local, less touristy, more local things that they know they need it more than anyone mm-hmm. because they're not a brand and they know they're going to be struggling and they know you know they're going to do whatever it takes so they can welcome again your guest. Exactly. It's a combination of details. Yeah. No, it's, and it's a good combination, you know, as you say, because it's obviously, you know, proving the, the relevance and the value within the workplace, within the hotel, but then also... And this is so so much a part of being a concierge, but I think it applies to other positions as well, too, is the relationship with the outside. So our vendors, restaurants, you know, because that is the whole thing is, is that as as we as as concierge, we kind of help guide guests through that experience. So the hotel is not just the only part of the travel experience. The restaurants are part of the travel experience. The tours, the attractions, whatever museums, they're all part of the experience. So uh, it is really important to make sure that they're all performing on the same level in regards to safety requirements, especially, you know, for our guests. So with that, I mean, I presume what, what, what do you see if, if you have any thoughts on this, as far as the first type of guests that will start to travel again, are you seeing, will it be more leisure? Do you think business travelers? What do you, what are you thinking? 
Oh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be local and leisure. Yeah. Because business, a lot of, a lot of companies realize that you can do it from home. Mm -hmm. So you can work from home. So you save money on travel. You save money of losing their airports, procedures. I mean, going to an airport is going to be, instead of going two hours before, you need to be there four hours before. So go all of the uh, security process. I, I'm not really know. I'm not really sure about the time yet. But as close as we get back to the hotel, I'll get into that because it's changing, it's yeah. evolving. But local and leisure will be the thing. That's why one of the biggest reasons my hotel is not opening. My hotel is one of the expensive hotels in the city. So the local guests will not come to stay to my place. They can use the terraces because we have one of the beautiful terraces, 180 degrees of the city, which makes it really special. And also an indoor garden and a restaurant. Mm -hmm. The hotel itself, the rooms itself, it's hard to sell to the local. The good thing is the city now it's uh, less tourist. There's no almost any tourists in the city, so local can actually enjoy. So the idea is, whatever company is coming back to work, they need to improve and call the attention of the local people. This is the guy, the type of guest that always is going to be there for you, no matter what pandemic or break you have. Yeah. You're, you're right. And it's, and I, again, the reason why I like hearing you say this is because it's the same everywhere. It's the same that, you know, we have to have that mindset shift here in Los Angeles, in New York, in this. And it's like really kind of focusing on, you know, the, those local clients and, and those travelers, those people that are, they're going to be the first ones to help revive in essence. And so that's, Finalist. yeah. A lot of families will be traveling together because they've been so much time at home with their kids that they need to travel. Yeah. And what they're going to do is like, instead of going ask for it, let's call the Jacksons to come with us and join us. So they go all together. Yeah. It's definitely going to be really interesting because families and, and I mean, even I think also people are looking for other things to do. So it's whether it's doing more outdoor activities as well. So whether it is hiking or experiencing different attractions than maybe like the norm. Definitely. So I'm going to throw you a curveball question that I didn't tell you ahead of time. So I hope that you've had your coffee. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, this is a, um, so the, you know, the name of my podcast is called Say Yes to Travel. And um, in fact, I'm even going to be creating a Facebook group called Say Yes to Travel. And uh, what I love so much I won't tell you, actually, I'm going to, I'm stopping myself as I say this. I'm not going to tell you right. my thoughts on it, but the idea of say yes to travel, what does that mean to you? Like say yes to travel, the, the, the this sentence, like, the, yeah, like, like traveling again? Like, what is it say, like saying yes to travel? Like, what does, what does travel mean to you? And maybe it's like, what, what's the, why saying yes and traveling more is a good thing? I'm trying not to give away too many. We said it before, and everyone is uh, not everyone, but almost 90% of the people will be back to travel. Uh, maybe less business, as we said, and more leisure. People know one of the things I want to believe in is that people realize that we only have one life. We only have that moment. If we had, if we've been hit again, we again with another pandemic, it's like, oh my God, I'm not doing a lot of things I should have been doing. So, this break, this uh, free given gift, I, I want to call it, it's giving you the perspective of you're going to travel and you're going to do it more than ever because you're looking for experiences instead of something material. So yes, to travel because we're back. 
we're going to be back and we're going to enjoy it. And it's a lot of places will guarantee security and the prices will be different and they will need more people coming and they will be more welcome. Like going to somehow North Asian uh, countries that really charming and, 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 and welcome. And, and that's what I feel is going to be all, all over the world because the people who's local needs tourists. Barcelona is based on tourism. Mm-hmm. If you take the tourism out of Barcelona, you lose a lot of jobs, a lot of money on the city. Mm-hmm. So we know it's going to be crucial. It's going to be back. So let's make it more, I don't know, beautiful. We've been, been hit with this pickpockets and, and all the situations and the government situations and the republics and everything, blah, blah, blah. And Barcelona was losing this title of being one of the beautiful cities of, uh, of Europe. Let's start over. Let's start from zero and bring the people back to where we are. So this, this is us. Yeah, definitely. So that's how you say yes to travel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need my three-week trip. I need my three-week trip. <laughs> but you're right. You know, it, it is. It's this... Uh, this has been a great time to sort of reset and reevaluate, you know, whether it is from the business standpoint of things and how are we, what sort of experiences are we providing for people? And then also as a traveler, wanting, this has become very re- obvious. We can sit in our little palace, our apartments or our big houses full of things. But if we're at home with that during a pandemic, it's not that exciting because we find that we are really craving experiences outside of the home, which is really what travel is all about. Maybe it's that time now that you visit the places you never thought you're going to visit because they're close mm-hmm. to you. And then you, you leave the rest of the long trips for another moment next year, whatever. But you're going to continue travel. I'm, I'm thinking of going uh, this weekend with my friends to the lake and mountain and with the dogs and do something different because we need to go out of, out of the city itself. So, well, yeah, definitely we'll be traveling. Yeah. Well, I think it's great that you, you said that uh, using this time to maybe explore those places around you that you never would give yourself time to do. I mean, I, the number of things, and that's also part of what I, I did when I created my brand, Ask a Concierge, and why I loved it so much is all of a sudden I was going and experiencing all of these places in LA. And I'm like, this is amazing. There's so much here. And even though we might talk about it, but to actually get to go experience it is on a different different level. And, and now we have the time to do it. So yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It is. Well, Klaus, this has been amazing. I could talk to you for hours. You know that because we have spoken for hours. <laughs> yeah, that's long in conversation. <laughs> we have. Um, but I thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your slice of life as far as like what it's like in Barcelona and, and just giving us a sense as far as what the, you know, the current social climate is like there and maybe even uh, giving an, an idea or some insight on what recovery might look like. Because again, it's all something that we can learn on. And also, thank you for sharing all of your really profound and wise, your, your advice, because you did, you do, you do have a, a lot of, you know, all that reading, all that book reading you've done is really... 
Peina. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm teasing you. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining me today. And for all of you that are tuning in, I am going to leave Klaus's information here. I will also make sure that you have information for the Mandarin Oriental Barcelona. So when the time comes and you find yourself in Barcelona, you absolutely have to go to the Mandarin Oriental and you absolutely have to go say hi to Klaus and be like, high five. I know I'm friends. I know Sarah and this is how this all works or some sort of connection like that. I swear that. High five and some sanitation. Yeah, I, yes. Well, yeah, maybe not high fives now. Okay, high fives. <laughs> you can do air high fives. Good. For the immediate. Looks like a boring thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned. We will have a far. We'll continue having all of these um, exciting conversations moving ahead. And uh, until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and continue saying yes to travel. Thank you. <laughs>